I, Justin, take thee, Ashley, to be my lawful wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, even if I have to marry you twice to show you how much I love you. Oh, that was sweet. You won. I, Ashley, take thee, Justin, to be my lawful wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, even if you didn't read any of my newsletters. <laughs> We're back. Season two. Are you excited? I really am. Like, I'm looking forward to it. And I've been looking forward to it. Have you? I mean, you know, sporadically. <laughs> anyway. So, welcome back to Marriage Caviar. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Y'all sitting there thinking, it's like, yo, this this is definitely a My Way podcast. Cause it's like, we ain't going to tell y'all the season ended. <laughs> we just going to leave <laughs> and come back and say it's season two. Yeah, that'll work. Well, you know, I I got plans for that. That'll work. I got plans for that. Uh, so yes, welcome back to Marriage Caviar. You never have your own sound effects. I want you caught me off guard with that one. I wasn't ready. You sh- that's like my go-to. So you it should is. like have them loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to work, work on, on that. that. Okay. So welcome back to Marriage Caviar. Um, if you are attempting to listen to season two without at least listening to half of season one, you're doing yourself a disservice. So go back and check out season one. Check out the topics and the descriptions just to um, get a grasp on who we are. But then also, more importantly, um, what our podcast is about and just in a brief synopsis is um we love to highlight that we do and have done life our way um as a couple as parents as individuals i would say as well and so our podcast is not advice based um we are not licensed therapists counselors or anything of the sort we just you know, talk shit and encourage people to to do their <laughs> do own thing. <laughs> yeah. And if you if you listen to season one and you're back for season two, God push, damn it, we appreciate we you. We appreciate y'all. Like honestly, <laughs> it's surprising, right? No, like, some people was excited when we started posting, and I was like, oh my god, man, for real. Like like the support, like throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's do a podcast. Okay, cool. We'll do it for us. Something we can come back to, sit down and talk and like just chill, you know, once or twice a week. And it's like, oh, shit, people actually listening. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, and it kept growing. Yeah. Oh, this this is a real thing. So, nah, for real, appreciate y'all taking out the time to kick it with us, shoot the shit. Look at you cussing on the podcast. Oh, I'm letting it loose. I'm ready now. Okay. I'm ready now. Anyway. Thought about that at work today. Did you? I did. I was like, oh, they're going to get all this. Do y'all hear that, like, really light hiss behind Justin's, like, smile? 
it's all it's in my top ten favorite things about him, and it's literally one of the funniest things about him. But it's like this silent, like ain't shit nigga laugh. Dang. No, it really is because you only laugh that hard when like you discussing something you shouldn't be discussing or you saying something provocative. So I think that it's it's very it's hilarious. So if y'all hear this. <laughs> <laughs> this slight wheeze, yeah, this this asthmatic person is not. <laughs> it's not Jesus. somebody breathing real hard on the phone, but it's the start of an ignorant laugh. Okay, just so y'all know for context. Um. So yeah, okay. So today's episode, our opening episode, we thought it would be important to kind of jump in. And almost do a two-part, possibly three-part series on our wedding. Are you excited to discuss this? Give me with that three-part. It's <laughs> like, okay. Um, nah, and, and it's cool because this episode is dropping on, on a pretty significant day. Yeah. It's our, uh, I, I really don't even know. It's, it's our first anniversary. It's our first. This, no, this is our anniversary because this is the day, March 1st is the day that we were legally married. Okay, Ashley, yeah. Yeah. So so we were married twice. We were married twice, but, the, and, I mean, but we had to say, I say three part because we promised that these episodes would be like 30 to 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So let us just tell you, let us just start at the very beginning. So we... I'm jumping here, babe. We initially planned to get married in what, South Carolina? Yep, Breakfield at Riverwalk. Yes, we were gonna we had made a reservation, booked the date, paid the deposit for Breakfield at Riverwalk in South Carolina. And the reason we chose South Carolina was because they had leaner laws on having an open bar. And we toured, um, what's the place we toured? The, it's not the epicenter, but right next door to the epicenter. Oh, ain't it like Altria or something like that? Aria. Aria, yeah. Yeah, we, we toured Aria and Founders Hall. And, whoa. I mean, we were at, what, $12,000? And we didn't even have food? Yeah. We was like, bro, no, it's no way. Like, this is not how we going out. Um... And so we found Breakfield and absolutely loved it, um, paid our deposit, had our date. We were supposed to get married. You remember what day we were supposed to get married? No idea. It was April something. April something because we had already told people to send out invitations. We ain't like, sending out no invitations. I mean, you know, like text invitations, like this is a date. Like this is where it's this gonna guy be. Guy said a text invitation. Same thing. They knew when it was. It was a kickback or what? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we had we had this um this idea that we would have a really nice wedding. Now, we, hold on. Let me stop you right here because one no we like at, at first there was no we. So it was like I've always been like okay like I ain't you know I'm gonna do whatever you want. Because they always say it's like for the bride, like you're like, oh, I want this wedding. And I'm like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm cool with a 
a more intimate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, well, we'll I, I can settle on us doing a, a smaller ceremony. Mm-hmm. Like, what we say, like one or 200 people or something like that. Yeah. We started doing that list, and that list started getting bigger and bigger. It's like, oh, okay. The, so I think it was a couple of things. So we we found the place. We were okay with the place. And I don't think I've ever told you this, but I love the the outside of the place more than the inside of the place because we would have just had to do so much to it. But anyway, I didn't give a fuck about none of it. You didn't. <laughs> you you hid it well because I, uh, I mean, you was, I don't know, you was all in the details. I was trying to be in there for you. Like, oh, you are. Yeah. Give me a kiss. Um, I have no, I had no idea you were that disinterested but okay so found a place we started making our respective lists and we were like i'll make a list you make a list we'll come together and cut down to get to the number of people that we need to get to so we made these lists we made cuts on our our own list and we came together made swap lists made cuts and I think we were really close to our designated number. I think the number was like 150. That sound right? Yeah, I think the initial number was 150. You ended up being like 200. 200, yeah. okay. And so we get as close as possible, and then we start feeling good about it. And the worst thing you can do if you're planning a wedding is start talking about this wedding when you before you have finalized, <laughs> finalized... The plans because the people that you're talking about the wedding to will automatically assume that they are invited. And so we start like people started saying like, oh, I can't wait um, to this wedding because we were posting about planning. I can't wait to come. And we were like, yo, we didn't even think about this person. Yeah. Like, they didn't even make the list to be cut off the list. <laughs> like, so we start getting kind of no worried. Disrespect. We appreciate our support, but... Uh... Yeah, but weddings are expensive. And I think we should stop right there and say, like, if you have never planned a wedding or been married, please understand that you essentially are going to be paying, like, at least, like, $150 per person. Per person. So one of the, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, in choosing your wedding guests, ask yourself, would you take them out to dinner? Plus, they're plus one. Would you take them out to dinner and pay for their meal? $400 a plate. Right. If it wasn't a wedding, just in general. Right. And that was the best advice ever. Right. What was the answer? No. <laughs> Shit. No. <laughs> I barely took you on a date. Justin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he ain't lying, though. I, if, if you listen to season one, you know Justin whooped out a Groupon. This, this shit was before Groupon was Groupon. It's probably, I think they was, it was called Coupon. Man, look. He pulled out a coupon to the sushi joint. Let me tell you what. We get to this wedding, we would have had it there. And we paid a hundred dollars a person, and somebody wouldn't have cleaned that damn plate and leave the plate. <laughs> You'd have been mad, mad as shit. <laughs> Ain't nobody leaving. Ain't nobody leaving. Stop. Let me see you lick your plate. 
Yeah, all that up. And you better have a gift. Be- hey, and you- that's my other PSA. I didn't know, and I, I'll, I'll throw myself. I had no idea how expensive weddings were, so I was being trifling before this, because I am, you know, I don't know too many people was getting married, so I was just showing up at the wedding like we kicking it, like you to get you to give, like I'm the gift, the, my presence is a present. We here. That's how you were showing up. Yeah, here. So it is. Oh, y'all got open bar bet. This for me. <laughs> oh no! If you go to a wedding and you coming in, don't bring a gift. Are you coming in, got a gift, and it's like $20 or something like that? Mm-hmm. If your gift ain't at least $100, then don't RSVP. Yeah, or if you ain't fly from Africa or somewhere. I don't care. Like, you don't like, care? Yo, if, you gotta, if, if your flight is $1,000 or $500, you know what? We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Send me your flight money. That means more. Just. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. For real. Your ain't going to pay down his bill. It's not. It's really not. Okay, wait. We're getting on track. So we started hearing from people who were like, man, I can't wait to celebrate y'all. And we were like, damn, thanks. But in the back of our mind and, and behind our closed doors, we were like, yo, it, I don't know how. Like, how do you even look people in the face or... Do we send out letters to say like, hey, unfortunately, like we can't afford to invite everybody. Everybody is you. (laughs) (laughs) You is everybody. (laughs) And so, um, so we start sweating a little bit. We put the list down, kind (laughs) of just like try to figure it out. And at the time, I think I was um, substitute teaching or. I may have been hired by them. I, I, I know I was subbing because I was home randomly. And Justin was at work and I was watching this movie. The movie is called, um, I think, You Before Me. And I won't tell you what it's about. But in the movie, the guy said, um, he was saying something to the girl who was taking care of him who had not, who was not as well tra- traveled as him. And he was saying, you know, where would you want to go? Blah, blah, blah. She was like, you know, I'm fine here in our hometown. And he was like, you know, everybody should take the opportunity to take a trip to Paris if it's ever available. So you got to go. Like, this is a trip that you like everybody should make or whatever. And so I was like, damn, that is so true. And so I literally probably didn't even finish watching the movie after they had gone to the scene where they had actually gone to Paris. And then I started thinking, like, what if we had our wedding in Paris? And Justin had already, excuse me, Justin had already played with the idea of us having a um, a destination wedding. But when you hear someone say destination wedding, you automatically think islands. And, well, I automatically thought island. And I was like, yeah, I'm good off the Sandy Beach, John. And so... I was like, when he come home, I'm going to ask him if we can do this thing in Paris. So I spent from that moment to the time he walked in the door researching, getting married in France. Like, how would we, where would it be? How much would it be? Would it be affordable? Blah, 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 blah. And what happened when you walked in the door? Man, look, you told me that I was so happy. You were? So happy. (laughs) Because I already did the math before you even brought it up. I was like, yo, 
we can do this wedding and it'd be ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars with some people we don't even know like that. Or we can go over here to Paris and get a good seven, eight people going to go. You was already thinking Paris? Well, we can go somewhere and get a good seven, eight people. Okay, I was about to say. Well, just in general, we can go somewhere, fly somewhere and get a good seven, eight people. Like, hopefully have a close family there. And then that's who show up. And then it's like, it actually means something. Mm-hmm. And it costs, you know, a fraction of what we were planning on. Yeah. So we literally, so he came in the door. I told him he was excited. Now he's saying that he's excited about like the cost being a fraction of what we was about to spend. But I personally think that Justin was excited about the eye of not having to put on a show in front of a large crowd of people. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I think that was the first time in our planning process that, like, I was thinking specifically of you. Because I was like, wait, he's really not that, like, you're not that person. Like, I kept mm-hmm. I kept trying to imagine our wedding, and I was imagining, like, our first dance, and I was like, you don't like to dance. Like, how is that, you know, like... From the moment, I'm not going to say I grew up thinking about my wedding, but from the moment that I thought like a wedding was possible, I did imagine the traditional things happening. And I was like, do I like pretend that that shit is not important to me? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just put it in the back of my mind. But once we started planning, I was like, I don't even know. Like, he, I'm going to have to like, I'm going to be excited, but you're going to be wildly uncomfortable. Man. Do you know how pissed I would be to this day paying $20,000 to be miserable yeah. on my wedding day? Yeah. Yeah. So it worked out. We ended up um, emailing the planner at Breakfield and really just like being being real with her and just was like, you know, we have been traveling for the past two or three years adamantly um we've made a decision to try to get married um overseas you know what can we do are you going to hold strong to your cancellation policy or are you going to run us these funds back and so keep in mind i said we paid the deposit so justin and i walked into the planning of our wedding thinking that this thing was all going to be on us we weren't thinking like Brady Bunch, traditional families coming from families who got it and families who are um, accustomed to, like, marriage and all that stuff, right? So we put down the deposit on the place in South Carolina with our own funds. Um, I think the deposit was, what, like twelve or $1,500 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then my grandpa was, like, randomly asking about you know, like how the planning was going or whatever. And I told him and he was like, oh, y'all found a place. I said, yeah, we put down a deposit, blah, 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 blah. He asked me how much the deposit was. And I told him and then he was like, oh, well, what's, you know, what's the balance? And so I was like, oh, it's like four or five something. And he was like, okay, I'll take care of it. And literally, like, paid the whole balance. So instead of us having to, like, spend 
nine to 12 months, like paying our paying off our venue monthly, it was already paid for at the time that we had decided to no longer get married there. And so um, before we told anybody, we had to figure out if we could get that money back. So we were we were far enough out from planning that we got the majority of it back and then we could get our deposit back only if someone booked the date. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So somebody didn't book did somebody book the date? How did that work? Did we lose the deposit? Nah, we didn't lose. Somebody booked the date. I don't remember. Yeah, somebody booked that junk. They mailed the check back. Okay, okay. So somebody booked the date. We were obviously thrilled. We was shook though, but we were committed. Um, Because the lady was like, yeah, I can almost guarantee that somebody books this date. Like, don't even worry about it, whatever, whatever. She's saying don't even worry about it, but she still held on to them funds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Um, But I would totally recommend Breakfield. So, boom. Then we had to figure out bridesmaids and groomsmen. (laughs) Which I don't even think is a story we got time for. Mm -hmm. I would just I would say this. I started out with I want to. It was either. I think it, I think it was around ten people who ten or twelve women, who I had initially asked, and this is when, I was getting we were getting married in, the states. Let me tell you something. I would never forget this. Mm-hmm. The moment we said. Surprise! We getting married in Paris. Crickets, right? Crickets on that group me, like so many people, and I'm not even going to make assumptions about what I think that they're like, what their silence was saying, but niggas was pissed. But but the crazy and let's throw this caveat out there. The crazy and, and not you know throwing salt in the body whatever case is, but the crazy part about it is like we had already broken it down. Charlotte is not a cheap place to fly to, mm-hmm. so from where everybody was coming, we already knew like where they live, who was going to pay the highest amount, who was going to pay the highest amount. So we like already calculated. Hey, here's what your price to Charlotte was going to be. Mm-hmm. We found flights for you to Paris from every single person. That we thought would come. We literally went, found flights from their home base. And if it wasn't cheap from their home base, we found flights from airports that were close to their home base. For And, and nine times out of ten, it was cheaper mm-hmm. than flying to Charlotte. Yep. But nevertheless. Um... But people were mad even before, one, they knew how much it costs. Uh-huh. Before they knew the date, mm-hmm. before they knew any of the details, people were fucking mad. Yes. I'ma be I'ma be transparent and I'ma say some people was mad, some people was jealous. Yeah, I don't care enough to, to make that statement. No, I think that that's a statement that you have to make. One and I'm gonna tell you why. One, I think you have to I, I think it's appropriate because you have to understand that regardless of what somebody else's emotion was, 
we moved and we pressed forward with with what we wanted to do mm-hmm. with with what we wanted to do with our wedding with our day with our marriage and two i think that this is important to say because brides and grooms like this is this is a milestone in people's lives and i don't know you can speak to like the groom side of it but everything leading up to your wedding day or your baby shower or the birth of your kid like those moments leading up to these huge life events the people who are in it do not forget like you don't forget the emotion that people had you don't forget how people responded you ne- like you and it sticks with you because this is such a life-changing event and i say that to say like if you are asked to be like a bridesmaid or groomsman um I don't know planning somebody's shower like just bring your best self and if you don't feel like you can bring your best self then like find a way to excuse yourself because I think sometimes like especially when we're at the age where these life events are happening we um we haven't been accustomed to to thinking of others mm-hmm because we're living our like selfish 20s and kind of just, you know, doing shit our way, not really thinking about other people. But when these life events have happened and it hasn't happened for you yet, sometimes it's hard to see past yourself. Yeah. And so I just wanted to, you know, to say that just to say, like, you know, if you are planning something or you're in a in the planning process, like. Be mindful of that, because I I can tell you that there have been times where I I've been in that boat, like I wasn't mindful of, and I was just like, man, don't nobody want to wear that ugly ass dress, like this shit ain't about you, mm-hmm. or don't nobody want to go to this place for, you know, uh, the baby shower or this date inconvenient, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not about you. Yeah. Um. Hmm. No, and and I remember something you said, and and somebody gave it to you, and it still sticks with me to this day. What like, is it? Some to the effect of like you find out who's really in your corner on like three specific dates. I think mm-hmm. like two or three spe- on your wedding mm-hmm. when you have a kid, and it was something else. I feel. I like. think it was like when somebody died, or when you buy a house. Oh, yeah, when you buy a house, when mm-hmm. you have a kid, and when you get married. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when you really find out who in your corner. Yeah. And I don't know, for anybody who is getting married, thinking about getting married or going to get married, like, if there's a takeaway from this episode, like, that's it. Like, the people who you feel like are in your corner. And this, and this isn't to bash anybody. It's just, you know, just be mindful of that. Like, yeah. if you really want to know who to give your energy to yeah think about those occasions like that that'll tell you a lot but i I think that i think that was well said like who to give your energy to but in a sense like look at energy almost as like a boomerang because you had to go into the decision of what you and your fiance or your your um your partner or like y'all have to be solid. 
Like when we made the decision to get married in Paris, I can tell you it was only one person that was like not not excited about it. Not that he wasn't excited about it, but he was like bent out of shape about it. And I was also bent out of shape. And that was my grandfather because he was just like, yeah, I'm just really not sure. Like I can really do all that traveling. Mm-hmm. And like my grandfather was supposed to walk me down the aisle. Yeah. So I had to just be like, damn, like, damn, this is the one person who I thought was just going to like just make the trip just just because like. He was just going to truck it just, you know, just because. And mind you, he paid for the venue here. So. Right. So it, so. Well, he'll pay for it, so. Yeah. And so he paid the, he, you know, he paid the majority of the funds for us to have the space. And so it was one, when, once I realized that he was not like thrilled about having to take a seven hour flight, that's one thing. Then I got to turn around and say like, so you cool with us taking this money? <laughs> And paying for, and he was like, yeah, no, like, of course, like, do that. But I just don't know if I'm going to be able to physically make that trip. And I don't, you know what I mean? So that was tough for me. But what allowed me to to kind of stand true and stand firm on what Justin and I wanted to do was that, like, we had already made a conscious decision not to live our life for anybody else. Yeah. And so travel at this time, international travel specifically, had become, like, fundamental in our life. It had become, like, fundamental to our relationship. It's literally, I think, still, like, where we are the happiest Mm -hmm. when we are seeing new cultures and new places together. And so that was the deciding factor. And that was the, that was the found, that was what we were able to fall back on. Anytime we ran into a wall that was somebody who had a problem with anything pertaining to like us getting married overseas. Yeah. Man. And then the, uh, the other side of the coin is we decide to do it our way. You're like, okay, we might have seven, eight, maybe ten people. Yeah. <laughs> budget for it. And then like we we go and have this wedding. Like we get ready for Paris. Mm-hmm. And yo, like crazy. Still blew the budget. <laughs> Still blew the budget, like in a positive way, just because. I don't think we we blew, we ain't had no budget. I mean, we had. I was still wasn't expecting what we had, but it was like to have forty forty some people, close to forty people, go. So I I think you have to start that over. So you just said seven eight people. You have to like be direct and say like when we decided this we legit thought, like, our moms was going to be there. Yeah, moms. That's it. Brother. And we were like, you cool with that? You asked me, like, you good with not having a bunch of people there? Because you know people not going to travel. I said, I'm straight. You good? Yeah. I said, we might have about three people at that thing. We ended up with. Like, literally 40 people. And and two and a half 
of those people were wedding crashes. Oh yeah, so uh, forty two people. Yeah, and and it was like yeah, it was this, and I think that's what made it worth it even more. Just like knowing the people who are here want to be here, mm-hmm. and like that to me is a true wedding. Like in my yeah. eyes, like. For us, mm-hmm. like I can't speak for anybody else. For us, that was like a true wedding. Like, oh, these people who are here showed up for us, showed up intentionally, mm-hmm. not because they were getting, you know, unlimited drinks and open bar, mm-hmm. or but because, because it was convenient. It was up the street. Like, like for the bulk of the people, never been out of the country, so you actually had to get a passport, right? Right. Plan this out, and like, this is what I'm gonna do. People. So one, we made it incredible. We made it incredibly easy for people who had never traveled either out of the country before, period, or to Europe before. Oh, you did the damn good job. Like you, for the people who hadn't traveled before, like you put them in a group with somebody who had traveled outside mm-hmm. the country before, so they had like this, like buddy in a sense mm-hmm. that they could reach out to. Yeah. So when I say, like, just to speak to Justin's point, like, and this is why for those, for the individuals who made it to France for our wedding week, like, when they say that they have something, when they say that they are launching something, Reader. I feel so emotional. It's crazy. When they, like, we show up, like, hands down. Like, if there's a conflict of date, like, oh, we're supposed to be here, but um, such and such that actually came to our wedding is also having some, we going to such and such joint. Mm-hmm. Like, we supporting such and such business because these people purchase passports just to come out if they didn't already have them. They took found, off work. they took off work. They used their PTO. They found sitters. Like, us being parents now, like, really think about how many people had to find freaking sitters. Yeah. Because you're not going to come to a a wedding in Paris without your significant other. Or just getting out of your comfort zone. Like, you going to a spot where nobody speaks English. Yep. Yep. People had to buy luggage. People had to buy black tie, like, just just really to come out. Of course, you're going to, like, people spent money like rent checks worth of money to come out and and really show love like this like that might be outside of our birth story the most intimate but public show of affection that we have ever felt as as deeply as like we feel about each other. Yeah. Nah, this and it it was it was just love for real. Like just cause you like I said, like not to you know state the point again, but just, like you know these people want to be here. Mm-hmm. And so like the whole day, like just doing it our way, like the whole day, like showing up to the chapel, like having people there. And it's like, but not even a day. There was, I mean, oh, it like, was a week. It, it was a week. Like we we did a a, a joint bachelor bachelorette party in mm-hmm. in Amsterdam. So we were in Amsterdam, like starting out, 
Like we went to Paris. No, we we flew in. So it no, no, Sunday, Paris. So people yeah, started. We went to Paris Sunday. People flew out of wherever they was flying from. Mm-hmm. People got to to um, Paris on Monday. The majority of us got there Monday. We did what? We did a night at the Eiffel, which was nuts. Crazy. Which was freaking nuts. We got a. I'm about to say we, we got a footage. We get, we got a video. I mean, it was just like like just I don't know, man. It's just like everybody like first time, like everybody together, like seeing the Eiffel, like just experiencing this culture together, and it was just like it was family. It was like from the like moment that people stepped on to their respective flights, like if they were not already considered family, they were family at that freaking moment. Because you have um, people from both sides of our, um, like, family, which was... First time meeting each other. Exactly. Which was our family's first time meeting each other. So we had some of our, like, of course, Justin had met, like, the friends of mine who had come and vice versa. But we had friend groups who had never met one another. So... Just to put like the planning part of it into perspective, and we can find a way to kind of like detail this out because I feel like people are going to ask questions about this. But every month, once we started, once we said we were having our our wedding in France, every month we produced a newsletter <clears throat> that Justin didn't read. <laughs> um, we produced a newsletter that went out to our guests, and then I still even have to hit pause. We sent no invitations. We literally wrote on our social media profiles, we're getting married in Paris on this date. If you want to come, let us know. One, it saved us hella money. Yeah. Because invitations, nice invitations are expensive. Postage is expensive. And it left no room for error. Like when Justin say, if you were there, it's because you wanted to be there. People had well enough time to plan to be there financially. And so it wasn't a matter of us having now restricted ourselves to this 150, 200, and 200 person invitation list. We had just invited the world. <laughs> like whether you were close to us or not, we weren't going to stop you for traveling to witness like our love, our marriage, our union. And so we produced this newsletter every month. The newsletter um, gave updated prices. Once people would say, hey, I'm interested in coming, they would be on the newsletter, um, the rollout list that had, here's how much it is for you to get your ticket. Um, maybe like the second newsletter said, like, here's the places that we're going to stay. Here's the itinerary. It constantly grew. I remember like the December newsletter had like top 10 things to ask to put on your Christmas list. If you're um, traveling to Paris with us, just to make sure people were prepared. It had all of the like steps in getting your passport, the links to getting your passport, um, all spelled out in layman's term because you know the government can do s- too much. And what else was in there? Oh, and then um, we created these communication groups. 
so that once we got over, once we got to France, people, if people had questions about like um, the itinerary or um, the ceremony or anything like that, they were not bugging us. They weren't running up our phone bills and we got to really enjoy ourselves because we made like um, communication captains for each of the five. It was like five groups, five or six groups that we had of people. And the captains were like well-traveled people. They were either well-traveled or they knew every single detail about what was going on and they were able to navigate for everybody. So that really like that killed the game. Yeah. Like you you had everything that you needed at your fingertips. Yeah. So So <laughs> if the detailed planning killed the game as far as like making sure all of our guests were prepared and it was easy for every single person. What almost killed the whole wedding? looking at me like that what almost killed the whole wedding what almost killed the whole wedding halfway through we find out we can't get married in paris legally (laughs) correct that that is a uh true story true story (laughs) we are about what three months out yeah Three months, maybe three and a half months away, and we find out who how we we found out from my wedding planner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, yeah. So, what day is your wedding? Looking like sis, what you mean? What day is the wedding? Like the worst planner ever, right? (laughs) So she's like, what? She's like, because legally, y'all don't have a residence here. So you cannot be legally married here. Shattered. Yep. Throw the whole wedding away. Yeah. It might be an important step to get married. Shooketh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so now what do we do? All right, so tune in on Wednesday, March 4th for part two of Anniversary Week. <laughs> what you giggling for? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, part two on how we actually got married. If we are even freaking married. That would be interesting. Tune in Wednesday, March 4th. Our regular drop date. Regular, regular. <laughs> Is our anniversary, giving our anniversary week reminiscent of anything you want to mention in this podcast? Shark Week. What's the. Okay. Say it, a, say it a little louder. But Discovery Channel is, you know, Shark Week, Anniversary Week. Okay. Seems the same to me. 